Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. Today I'm going to be talking about some backfields that I'm going to be avoiding for fantasy football this year. So I'm going to be talking about three teams who either have guys in their running back room that I think are overvalued or maybe I think they're going to be in a full-on committee and it's just not something that I want to get myself involved in. If you guys are liking the video, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. I would really appreciate that. And also make sure you guys leave your thoughts in the comments. Do you agree that you're going to be avoiding these backfields? Or do you think you're going to be taking a chance on one of these guys? Let me know. I'll make sure to get back to you. But let's get into it. The first backfield I want to talk about is the Las Vegas Raiders. And Josh Jacobs was looking like a solid running back two in fantasy. He probably would have been in my running back 16, running back 15 in my rankings, but then the Raiders go out, and this free agency absolutely killed Josh Jacobs. They go out, they sign Kenyon Drake, surprisingly, to a two-year deal. Then remember, they lose three of their starters on the offensive line. And so, I mean, basically everything that could have gone bad for Josh Jacobs went bad. You're now bringing in another running back who also scored his points on volume and touchdowns. That's how Josh Jacobs scored his points. A lot of carries, a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of efficiency. The exact same thing applies to Kenyon Drake. Last year, Josh Jacobs ranked third in total carries, and then Kenyon Drake was seventh in carries per game. Couldn't do exactly just carries because he missed time, but seventh in carries per game. So they were both the workhorse running backs in the running game for their teams. And Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake finished second and fourth, respectively, in total red zone touches. So they were both also getting a lot of that red zone work. Josh Jacobs was basically the only effective running back with the Raiders. And Kenyon Drake had Chase Edmonds there, but Drake was getting basically all the work on the ground. And Edmonds was more getting that receiving role. So because of this, I have a really hard time seeing either of these guys finish inside the top 24 in points per game when they're competing for those carries and those red zone touches. Right now, Josh Jacobs is currently being picked ahead of guys like Julio Jones and Mike Evans. When I'm looking at fantasy drafts, I would much rather go and get my top two running backs in those first through third rounds instead of spending my early fourth round pick on an inefficient player that I just do not think is gonna break out of a committee. I would much rather spend that pick on a guy with wide receiver one potential like Julio or Mike Evans. All right, now I'm gonna move on to the Buccaneers backfield. And going into this offseason, you had Ronald Jones, who's locked up for one more year. And then you had Leonard Fournette, who was a free agent. And I honestly was looking forward to playoff Lenny, maybe going out and signing with a different team, maybe to become the workhorse there, just because him and Rojo were kind of splitting. But Fournette re-signs with the Bucks, and I could see a little bit of a pathway to each of their success. You know, I think Rojo gets a lot of work on the ground and in the goal line. And I think Fournette, if he could see that new uh, passing role that he saw in the playoffs, they could have both had some value in that varying workload. But then the Buccaneers went out and they added Giovanni Bernard, who was released by the Bengals. And Bernard is a great receiving back. So the way I'm looking at this backfield now is that Ronald Jones and Fournette are going to be in a heavy split for the carries. This makes both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette very touchdown dependent. And now you're touchdown dependent on a team where you're competing with rushing touchdowns with your own counterpart running back while also competing with 
Tom Brady sneaking in on the goal line, competing with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, all great red zone threats. And that's just not something I'm interested in. And with Giovanni Bernard, Fournette just doesn't have that potential to carve out significant work in the receiving game like he had if Giovanni Bernard was not there. You saw in the playoffs, once Fournette was able to really start catching effectively, Brady went to him a lot, but that will just not be happening anymore because Giovanni Bernard is going to be the guy who's out there on third and long, third and medium. He's going to be like that James White for Tom Brady. And so if I'm looking at the ADP where Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are being taken, I would much rather take a shot on a different running back that I think has a direct pathway to taking over their backfield because you're just never going to know who to play on a weekly basis. You know, one week, Ronald Jones is going to rush for 80 yards and a touchdown. Then the next week, he's going to rush for 20 yards and Fournette's going to rush for 60 and a touchdown. And you're just never going to know where the carries are actually going to be placed And it's just not something that I personally want to deal with. So I would much rather take a shot on a guy like a Mike Davis or a Miles Gaskin that are currently going just a little bit before Leonard Fournette or even a guy like Damian Harris who's going after Leonard Fournette. All right, the last backfield I'm going to talk about is the Detroit Lions. And I was really high on DeAndre Swift going into this offseason. I was expecting a huge breakout from him. He would have probably been ranked in my top 14 running backs. He would have been in that Cam Akers, James Robinson range. But the signing of Jamal Williams is really disappointing for DeAndre Swift's fantasy value. In Swift's rookie year, he really impressed despite receiving not enough touches as he probably should have. I think even Adrian Peterson came out and was like, yeah, they should have started him way earlier when Peterson was the starter. So that just shows the amount of respect everyone in the building had for him and his skills, especially a Hall of Fame running back. But in that rookie year, he ran for 521 yards and eight touchdowns and then added 46 receptions for 357 yards and two touchdowns. And that was just in 13 games without being the starter the entire season. So those are very, very, very impressive numbers. So when I was looking at DeAndre Swift for the 2021 season, a lot of the hype I was feeling for him was centered around his effectiveness on the ground and in the air mixed with what I thought was going to be a much improved workload. I really thought he was going to go out there and he was going to be the workhorse. You had the Lions head coach come out and say that they were going to use him like a workhorse. And then they go out and they sign Jamal Williams, who is also a very versatile running back, good in the running game, and also a very good receiver. And so if they went out and they signed some kind of scrubby backup running back who was just like a guy who was going to eat carries like a Carlos Hyde, then I would not care. But Jamal Williams showed that he is a very capable back. You saw him in Green Bay. He was very good in Green Bay. And I think you're going to see people make the argument, oh, well, Aaron Jones could be a top tier running back with Jamal Williams. Why can't DeAndre Swift? It is because the Lions offense is not even comparable to the Green Bay Packers. And so I will say I really liked DeAndre Swift as a player. And I still think he's going to be good in fantasy this year, but I just do not like where he's being picked. He's going to be picked around the top 15 running backs, and I'm just not there with him at this point. So those are the three backfields that I'm currently going to be avoiding. It's the Las Vegas Raiders, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Detroit Lions. And this could change come draft time. I think we're going to see some other teams added to this list. If you know some teams go out, they draft a top round running back to compete with their starter that's really going to throw things off. But right now, these are the three main ones that I'm going to be avoiding. 
Once again, liking and subscribing would really help me out a ton and I would really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. See you next time.